Hello and welcome to tonight's League All About It show brought to you by the Cleaning Doctor, External Cleaning Services in Laird and Monaghan. Okay, we have a couple of big announcements to make. We have a couple of uh, relegations sealed and a, champ- a champion de- dealt out tonight. Um, congratulations to the Glen Emmets. They are 3A champions for the first time. A team has done it twice in a row. But uh, compare after last year, but fair play to them. They had a massive win tonight. Absolutely massive win, mate. Absolutely certain of their victory. And then at the other end, I'll get straight into it. When we talk about relegation, we have three te- two teams relegated tonight. We have uh, the Westerns. They're gone from 3A. They'll be playing 3B next season. Nave Finn Barrett, they will be playing Division 3A next season for certain. And for one thing for certain is the Oliver Plunkett will be in the playoff game, the bottom of Division 2, playing the second place in Division 3A. And tonight that can be confirmed as Landlier. They are booked, they've booked themselves into that playoff spot. With dead rubbers at the end, maybe they could play each other next week, next Saturday night, you know, maybe just to get it over before the championship settled that uh, tie because the Plunkett's now play Nathan Barrett in. A meaningless tie at the end, but um, no, congratulations to Glenn Emmett's. Uh, well done to Glenn Lear for getting that spot. That was a that was a fair race to get second place ahead of Glide and ahead of the pierce. That was a close game. Before I go into too much details, I do the usual, I will talk about the results, <clears throat> give you the in details to them, then we'll talk about performance of the night and um, overall scheme of things. And it was only what was there. There was nine games on tonight across the three the, the three divisions. So there's a lot of games on on Tuesday. A lot of Division One games on on Tuesday. I'm going to be talking about them. I will have a live show again on Tuesday night. But looking at it, um, look looking at the wins tonight. The Mockers uh, beat Mattock in Division One, one nineteen to three nine. Talk about the goal scorers in that game. That was a hell of a game for the neutral. And then in Division 1B, or bottom six, as I'll call it. The Geraldines beat the Dreadnoughts 3-11 to 2-13 by one-point win there. Hell of a win for the Geraldines. And another hell of a game for the neutral. Maybe one of the reasons why this is a great great kind of reason or advocate for this split season, that these games mean a lot, especially in the bottom sixes. Very competitive action across the board. No real dead rubbers. And then... In terms of promotion for Division 2, no dead rubbers at all, really, because you have a, more or less now a four-horse race, and Hunterstown have climbed into second place with a 214 to 10-point win over Roach Emmets. So that was, uh, yeah, no, I'll talk about the goal scorers in, in that. I haven't got the Roach scorers yet. If you have them, send them in. Um, then the Clans, they were beaten. I have it 1-8 to 9 points beaten by the Plunkets, and then they have it 1-9 to 9. But anyway, the Plunkett's won. And I'll tell you, got that decisive goal shortly. The Joes, 222, the O'Connell's 27. 15 point winners over their neighbours. I'll talk about the, the goal scorers there and the, the tail of that ma- match because it was a, yeah, it wasn't what it led to believe what you thought it was going to be. And then Kilkerley, 116, the Finbars, 1 9, relegated Finbars. And they had a chance tonight. And I'll talk about that too. I'll talk about how. How that could have went another way, perhaps. <coughs> Landlier, 12 points. Glide, 1-8. Well, 
waiting on the Clyde goal scorer if anyone has it and uh, the score from Lan Lear. I did get that score on the whistle, but I'm just waiting for an actual score, uh, score scoring list. Similar to Colin Murphy, maybe might have had a hand in a couple of scores there. That's a big one point win. Glen Emmett's 5 16. The Pearcey have all five goal scorers for Glen Emmett's. They made light work in the Pearcey in the first half, got the business done. The Malachies 119 to 10 point winners over the Westies. They are another team who are confirmed now in that relegation playoff spot <coughs> for, for replacing 3A against the second from top. Uh, 3B we won't know that until next Saturday night where I have another league all about it show brought to you by the cleaning doctor external clean services in loud and morning windows corners walls roofs patios and a very satisfying look at drivers on the Facebook page as well before and after um, <clears throat> yeah so I'm going to go straight to I'm going to go back to usual now running order is um, straight to Manic Rangers and their loss to the Moctis at home in Loud Village Mokta's going quite well early doors. <clears throat> Six points to no score up. Um, Malik took 18 minutes before Malik registered the first score. Decky Bourne and Casey getting a lot of the scores early doors. Jamie Farrell chipped in. He would chip in later on in the game as well. Halftime, 8-6-2 to Mokta's. Malik pulled back a lot of scores, got back right back into the game. And then two goals in two minutes by Liam Flynn and Malik flying at that stage. Then Casey gets it back. Then it looked like they're going to get back into it. And then uh, Matt got a tour goal. Um, Liam Liam uh, Flynn gets his hat trick, completes his hat trick um, after Casey put them two ahead. Then, then Craig Lennon got a couple of goal, a couple of points in between that. Then a penalty just at the very death um, from Jamie Farrell sealed the win 116 to 39 and then the tagged on. Suppose he got six points on answer points to start and finish the game there. So the Moctis going quite nicely, kind of just off the top three um, as, as it stands. Maybe the league table doesn't really lie. And then in the Geraldine's Dreadnoughts game, another really top seed Torby game in the bottom. <clears throat> and this puts an awful lot of pressure on uh, the Dreadnoughts now. But it kind of puts a lot of pressure on the Mahanis and the Cooley game on Tuesday night. You know, Cooley are... The, 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 with the Dreadnoughts losing tonight, actually, I'll talk about that later on. I'll talk about the tables at the very end. The main uh, nuggets of that game is 2-6-5, to five, the Geraldines uh, led the Dreadnoughts. Uh, Shane Rogers got a late goal in that half and then being on Corrigan got a goal in the 24 minutes. So two goals in the last 10 minutes in the first half. Had the Geraldines lead fairly handily. Uh, John McCormick got a point uh, Got a point as well. Then the comeback came on right before half-time. Um, Shane O'Han had a chance at the cross, but Post came back there and Dara Shevlin went the other end and buried it in the net. A couple of quick points on top of that. Then Peter Caron gets another goal. Then <clears throat> they're leading by four points, the Dreadnoughts. And then Garrett Nisi, he comes back and gets a goal. Pulls it back uh, to put them back in contention. And then um, it was nip and tuck for the end. Uh, being on Corrigan level, Shane O'Hanlon level. Clotter fought back. And then Garrett Nisi pops up with a late point as well. 1-1. One, one. So he gives them a massive sigh of relief. That is the Geraldine safe in Division 1 for 2023. Yes, that's a nice relief to have coming into the Championship as well. One game. To go <clears throat> well, Hunterstown in Division Two have really ramped it up as well. They are sitting in second place, but Ryan Bourne's got the goal. He got he finished with one four. They were leading one eight to four at half time. Disappointing performance from Roach, missing a few, but 
but still they would have thought they would have competed a little bit better there. And then they did in the second half, they hit six points. But James Rogers got a goal for Huddersfield. And he finished with 1-1. One, one. Uh, Brendan Lennon finished with a couple of points as well. So, <clears throat> yeah, really good win for Huddersfield. They go second in the table. They jump from fourth to second, piling the pressure on those other teams in that. And I'll talk about the, the Saturday to come in that as well. Bottom of Division 2. All three of these games were on tonight. Maybe they were supposed to be on because they were kind of, it's such an important games in there. The Clans led 4-3 at half time. Uh, I think the defining point of the half was by Cruiser Paul Crew. He he he, he kind of got the the point either said of Robbie Cornyn and, and uh, Jason Cullen as well. He got a couple of scores. Stephen Keady was keeping the the Plunkets in the game in the first half. Then he gets a goal to start in the second half, and then the Plunkets with survival in the midst don't want to have it down to the last day where they can go down automatically against uh, a dogfight against the Finbars. Got ahead, stayed ahead, and kept it that way. They they won one eight to nine points. So I have two points win. Maybe that might be three points. Not fully sure. Um, this is a, such a funny game when the when the results were coming in. I know they trailed by a point at half time. Sorry, two points at half time. The Joe's led eight three at half time. Eight eight to one three. Connor Culligan getting the goal for the O'Connells, and then Keen Doyle getting a quick goal straight after that to level the game. But then the Joes just completely took over to win by 15 points in the end. Two goals uh, midway through the half from Alan McKenna and Orm McParland as well. So some shooting, some scoring. 222 is a fine tally as well. And they're getting their act together ahead of the championship as well, the Joes. Um, Kilkerley Emmett's 116, the Finbars 1-9. Finbars, look at they were right in that game. They had a missed penalty, saved by Ulta McEnany at, at the very butt end of halftime. Kerley led 8-6, Fionn, uh, Komsky and Ty McEnany with three points each. And then uh, just Ty took over the second half. He got a late goal and Michael O'Carroll got a late goal as well. In consolation for the Finbars, unfortunately. Too little, too late, didn't get the win as the Plunkers got the third win of the season and that, that secures them a playoff spot. With Dunlear, who beat the Glide by a point, 1-8 to, to 12. That was a that was tight all the way. It was a draw at half time, one four to seven. But um, I suppose you had five four in the second half, two land there, and that proved to be the difference down the stretch. Still waiting on the scores. If you haven't sent them in, if you have the Glide's goal scorer, I guess it was Alan Kirk for Glide, but I, I could be wrong. Glenn Emmett's doing out and did the business. Keelan O'Neill got right out of the. The blocks with an early goal. He got a, a late goal in that uh, first half as well. It led three eight to four points. Damian Grimes, he's he's just holding on to that full forward spot. Named the division three eight team. He he got one two in that first half. That was a dominant half. Like it was always awkward having the Piercey Black Rock because they're very they're not bad. They're not a bad side. Took care of business. Uh, Evan English gets a goal in the second half, and then Jarmer Cullen. One of the five miners that have joined up from last season. He gets a goal. I think that's probably his first start or first kind of piece of action. But yeah, great, great, great win for Glenemitz. And they sealed the win at home as well. So it's nice to have those celebrations in Cusick Park. Rest up now, head of the championship as well, and get themselves r- rightly rammed up for a, for a clash with Cooley and the Plunkets as well. The Miles beat the Westerns. The Westerns tried very hard, 119 to 10 points. Um, got a couple of players back during the holidays and then Keelan Conlon got the goal from the Malachies. Shane Rogers got nine points. He got a he got his foot straight and he was banging them over. 
Uh, six frees, nine and three from play. I think it's the Mal's first clean sheet in a long, long time. Right, implications on the table. Cooley are uh, have a chance there on Tuesday. The Mahonies have a chance to get so kind of safe. No, they, they won't get. No, they will get safe with a win. They will secure safety with a win. The Feckins can get safe as well if they beat the Pats. The Pats are already safe. Geraldines are now safe. Dreadnoughts is down there in ten points. They're still floating in between that um, automatic and straight relegation spot. So that was a strong Redknots team tonight, looking at it. But um, they will play the Sean Matinees in the last game next Saturday, and I'll have all the updates on that as well. In Division 2, <coughs> the Kevins and the Rallies, that's going to be a big game on Tuesday night. That'll be worth tuning in to see how that went. Uh, to see how that goes on Tuesday on the League All About Show because of I suppose because of the action that's going to be like whoever wins that game and then they face it on the championship as well don't don't forget Champods are going to have an announcement tomorrow's podcast about that um, yeah the Kevins and the Rahalis play off but where it stands now Hunterstein with that win squeeze in between those two teams and can get that playoff spot if they win the last game. They play the Kevins in the last day. Kevins might be already qualified or up at that point, 27. But yeah, they will be already up if they beat the Rallies during the week. And uh, yeah, that, that'll be a good that'll be a good game. There might be a dogfight just yet in that. The Gales are there as well with 21 points. They'll play Roach. Then the Rallies have the Ireland the last game as well. And then <clears throat> let's talk about 3-8. We mentioned... Glen Emmett's uh, just got ahead of Lanier. Lanier ran out of time. They are secure. They're awarded champions, led from the front the whole way. Malachy's in that playoff spot. That won't be decided. We're still waiting on that. Tone, Stavannon, uh, kind of duel next next Saturday as well. And the Westerns are down to 3B. That's everything. That's every, uh, I'm going to allow the Senior Hurling finals on tomorrow. If you haven't already listened or tuned in, Daryl Hanrahan and Stephen Yore, we went through it. Where the sides are going to be, uh, where the game's going to be won, where the sides' weaknesses are, fourth, the Feckins and Knockbridge. Going to be a really good final tomorrow in Dunleer. It's just the start of championship season. Champions are being recorded at the ready. Everything's been ready to go. And uh, <clears throat> let me see now. What? Uh, hang on, I have a late. Let's go to our scores. Uh, no, I have uh, no, 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 don't have scores yet. But yeah, so loads happening tomorrow. It's going to be a really, really good game in Dunleer for between the Term Effect and men against Knockbridge, reigning champions, um, Term Effect. And that's going to be a really good battle. Well, previewed during the weekend, and it just gets us warmed up ahead of the championship two weeks' time. I'll be back on Tuesday night, League All About Show, brought to you by the Cleaning Doctor. And for next Saturday, when the whole thing will be more or less wrapped up and the final game. And then I presume, and I more or less, there's no way physically possible that the, that the league finals and the league playoffs will be played. They'll be played after the championship as well. So thanks very much for tuning in to Loud and Proud. League all about it, Joe. Talk to you Tuesday night. Bye bye. Good luck and thanks. And best of both teams tomorrow in the Horland final. Good luck.